I wanted to share a beautiful thought that I heard from Rosalie Bronstein, who I have tremendous love and respect for in his beautiful Dafyomi Shir. And this is something that has to do with Tishabov. It ties into a lot of other things as well, but it really brings out such a phenomenal point. Um, and I'm going to just zoom out for a minute and quote um, Reheber Shlita from Baltimore. So Reheber published, actually, um, he used to write for Yated. I'm not sure if it's still there. But one of the things that he published was in this Hasiyam magazine, which was for the Sima Shots right before Corona. So he has an article on page 142, which is really, really fascinating, which is basically the interplay between Dafyomi um, and um, the um, times of year that it falls out. So, for example, um, and again, like this is just a really, really quick perusal. Um, but basically, he says that, um, for example, even the first Dafyomi um, cycle, which started in, in 1923. So December 2nd, 1923, they were learning, the, they started with Brachos, so we learned Shabbos, Daf uh, which is the sugi of my Hanukkah, that fell out on Hanukkah, the first night of Hanukkah. So that's amazing. Now, I, I just want to zoom out and say that Divrei Torah are extremely diverse. And so throughout Shabbos, you'll always find many, many sugyas, even in the sugyas of Chorban, even though we know the main one is in Gittin, which we're doing in Dafyomi during the three weeks, right? Which is amazing. Um, but you'll also find many, many sugyas throughout Shas that talk about it. So I'm not trying to say that, well, you know, there's 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 something mystical here, although there probably is. The Shla says that every Parsha has to do with the Yom that it falls out in. So certainly I think that's something like Dafyomi, which is this Gobble and Kali Yisrael. Remember, Vuzner said that he heard from Romero Shapiro himself that he did not start Dafyomi. Ricky Vager used to learn a Daf a day with his Talmidim. And I've mentioned this many times before in other Shurim. It's a very fascinating Ha'ara. Um, and, and that's why he, he's so prolific throughout Shas as well. And even the Balitosis, we see they, they, they were learning through Shas. And Nitziv has Chirushim on almost all of Shas, and Volazhin learned uh, much of Shas. And um, so that's certainly a good Mahalik that, and what to think about for yeshivas. Although, of course, there are people that are going to argue and say there's a reason that they learn yeshivas. Okay, I've, I've, I've stood on my platform long enough. But the bottom line is that um, certainly there's room for Bikias. Okay. Um, so, and, and remember, Yaakov Kamenetsky even recommended Dafyomi. All right, I'm getting on that platform again. <laughs> Come back down. All right, um, my Rebbe, Rebbe uh, Fryan Greenblatt, that's all, told me to learn Dafyomi, and he was a very big fan. It's printed in many places. He was a very big fan, and he said, Rebbe Yaakov Kamenetsky said, Dafyomi is for everyone, even B'nai Torah. Okay, I know there are people that don't learn it, and there's a reason they don't, and there's other ways to learn Torah as well. It doesn't always have to be in a Dafyomi cycle, etc. You don't finish Shas 101 plus times by doing Dafyomi either. Or maybe even more than that for Rechaim Kanievsky or David Feinstein, we know, finished at least 101. Anyway, back to the regular scheduled program. So there's a phenomenal overlap. For example, Psachim, he said, on, uh, was being learned on Pesach in 2006. And he says, by the way, uh, it'll happen again in 2043. Um, and he has an interesting R there. Okay. Tynus, he said, was learned on Tynus Esther in 1992. And in 2036, it'll happen. Rosh Hashanah was learned um, in Dafyomi in, in 1984, and it happens again in 2125. Yuma was learned on Yom Kippur in 1976, and the next thing will, next time will be in 2028. And by the way, in 2043, the last Daf of Yuma and its Siam will be on Yom Kippur itself. Pretty cool. Sukkah was learned in 2000, over Sukkahs in 2006. Megillah was learned in Purim in 2007. And the next time it'll happen is in 2096. Shkalim, the last blot in the Siam, were on the 28th of Adarishon, which is Arab Shabbos Shkalim. Pretty cool. Okay, so Ayan Shum, he has a lot more to say. But the bottom line is that there's a correlation. And he doesn't quote this one because he only went through a few Masethas. But this is a phenomenal one. So this is, a, this is based on a story. Bronstein, Bronstein and a little bit of a... Of a um, 
elaboration on my part. So we know that it's even brought down in Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas Pesach that Pesach, um, the first night of Pesach, the Seder, whatever night of the week it is, let's say it's a uh, Monday or Tuesday. I know someone's going to leave me a comment that it can't fall out on certain days. I know. Whatever date it is, right, Shabbos, that's going to be the same night of Tishbav. Now, obviously, Tishbav might be Nidcha if it falls out on Shabbos, but the point is that that's when the ninth of Av falls out. And the Shulchan Aruch says, there's a simon, it says, Matzah, some Rorum Yochlu, that Matzah, which is the the salvation of a Jewish people from Mitzrayim, happens, and Mororim on the same, the bitterness of, of uh, Tishbav takes place on the same night. Okay. So there's a phenomenal remez between that, and some people have a minute to eat the egg. Obviously, it represents Bea and whatever it represents for the Seder, but there's one hint to the Avelis of Tishbav as well. And we know there's a famous kina that says, Betzetzi Mitzrayim, Betzetzi Yushalayim. There's a contrast of leaving with riches when we left Egypt and were freed, and leaving in rags and leaving in uh, you know poverty and, and destruction when we left Yushalayim when we were kicked out. So obviously, it's important to keep that in mind. So says what's really bronzing. Beautiful, beautiful thing. In the Sigga of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, we find two main aspects that created the Gallus. And it's really a summary of that, again, that Sigga in Parak and Izak in the fifth Parak of, of, uh, of Gittin. Um, and what, what is that? So this guy hates Bar Kamsa. There was some misunderstanding, and he invited Kamsa, who, according to the Marshal, was the father of Bar Kamsa, which means son of Kamsa, to the a party which uh, he was friendly with Kamsa, but somehow the invitation was sent out and landed by Bar Kamsa. Like the Marshal explains, makes it a little easier to understand. Bar Kamsa thought, well, since this guy who invited um, invited me, even though we're arch enemies, he does he is friends with my father. Maybe he actually wants to make peace. Bar Kamsa shows up at the party. The Gemara says that immediately the host says to him, "Get out! You were not invited." So Bar Kamsa says to him, "Please don't embarrass me." Um, he says, "I don't care about your embarrassment. He says, I'll pay for the food." I don't want you to pay for your plate. Just get out of my party. He says, listen, Bar Kamsa says, I, I'm reasonable. Please, I'll pay for half the meal. I'll chip in. It's an expensive party. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it. Just don't embarrass me. Get out. I don't want you here. He says, I'll pay for the whole meal. Get out. He picks him up, throws him out in front of the Rabbanim, who did not protest and did not do anything. And this is why the base finish was destroyed. Now, yes, Bar Kamsa did something terrible as well, which is part of the sin as well. Again, the fact that they were arch enemies, neither of them were innocent as well. So... What happened? He goes and he t- snitches to Rome that the Jews uh, are rebelling against you and they won't even bring your carbon, etc., etc., etc. Famous, famous story. Okay, so basically, what do you see? You see two things: destroyed the the the, the base of destroyed the the Jewish salvation, and that is lashon hara, and that is sinas chinam, and specifically expressed at a meal and a refusal to allow someone to join. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu saw at the time of Achayin Odeh Hadavar, he saw that. There was Lashonara, and that's why, like Rashi brings down, that's why the Jews are in Gullus. And so what do we do? In order to get free, we stop the Lashonara. And what do we do? The first thing of the Seder, the exact contrast of Kamsa, who kicks out people, and says, you, uh, uh, Bar Kamsa, who gets kicked out of a party, which caused a huge destruction. We say, Kol Dichlin Yesev Let everybody come, whoever, Kol Ditzrach, anybody that needs, come, you're invited. And that's the exact contrast between the two. Food and a party and inviting people versus kicking them out. And that's an amazing thing. The Parakani Zakan Kiyadua, the everybody quotes Ratzadaka Cohen, who says that every it's really based on a measure. Ratzadaka himself says that um, any any time a Gemara is found somewhere, it has to do with that parak. Obviously, Gittin has a lot to do with the Chorban, Kiyamaasmas Tanucha Shaftel Katsafli Not Admaod, etc. There's a you know Eza Get Krisos that there, it seems like there's a divorce, but the Rebbeinu Shalom really takes back the Jewish people, and we really want him to take us back, etc. So. And Parakani Zakan means the damage, the damage of it, 
of, of the Gittin, um, which is coming through bad-mouthing, etc. So what's going on over here? What's going on here is that this, this exact contrast of the Chorban is here. And the, the Parak Hanizakin ends, it says that you're, that, you're only, that you're allowed to say Shalom to a guy if they darky Shalom, but only once. Once, like Rashi says, that's all that's necessary. But sh- to say Shalom, Shalom twice, that you're allowed to do only to a Jew, and you should. And so what do we see? We see that it ends with Shalom, that even though it starts with terrible Chorban and a lack of peace, but Oev uh, Shalom and Rodev Shalom, that's where you keep peace. That's a double expression. And this directly ties in to all the concepts of Nachum Nachu Ami, which is the which is the double expression. It says Lacha Kaflaim Achatosa. She got hit twice, and so therefore there, there's all the Nachama. Chazal say many more about this. All the Nachama is twice as well, and which is a which is a double expression of of, of comfort. And so if we zoom out and we see what's going on, it's a beautiful concept. And I shared this with someone who actually said to me that they wish they were taught this in school because they would have understood the Chorban a lot more. What, what, is, what, what emerges is that during this time period, our job is to try to open up our hearts towards other people. It's to make sure that we're not speaking Lashon Hara like the Chavetz Chaim says, Lashon Hara destroys the world. And Lashon Hara is something that is Makachari against he who speaks it, he who spoken about, he who listens to it. It kills many, many people. And making sure that we are thinking about other people with kindness and opening up our hearts to be kind towards other people. And that's a very, very beautiful and important and timely lesson that in that tzachus, we should all be zocha to see the building of the base of English from here. Amen.